detective. Thrill me. Thanks for tuning in. It's just me and Jared tonight. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to rate our favourite slasher flicks, uh, which should be <laughs> which should be a really uh, uh, interesting and deep deep thinking sort of podcast, Jared. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of curveballs in there. <laughs> Pretty sure it's going to be exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> Basically, we're going to we're throw down our, our top three slashes, our least favourite. We'll get in there. And then we're going to have a look at, yeah, favourite kills, least favourite, that sort of stuff. We're going to do a little bit of that. So, first things first, top three slashes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tee off first. Number three for me, and, and I'm going to give this, I'm going to preface this with a, these are the films that I would put on. Mm-hmm. So, when I want to watch a slasher film, these are the three that I go for. Some people would argue, <laughs> I've lost my fucking shit. No, I'd be arguing... <laughs> That you need a hand made the remote control. And <laughs> yeah. All right. My first, number three, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason mm-hmm. Lives. Yep. Why'd I have to go and dig up Jason? Some folks have a strange idea of entertainment. I, I really enjoy that. I think it's it kind of was meta before... That sort of meta horror stuff was actually happening. Yeah, well, it was the first one to say it's bordering on ridiculous now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we weren't happy with Roy. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll take the piss. Is that? Is that? I mean, some would argue Roy was taking the piss. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, but the, yeah, the difference was I think Tom McLaughlin looked at it and said, "Well, at least I'm going to try and make it stupid. You blokes just made it stupid." For me, part six. He actually put in a fair bit of it. Like, if you actually look closely at part six, he, it's a pretty solid film. Like, he's actually had a really good crack at the Friday the 13th mythology. He's thrown in a lot of little nods to other horror films that he loves and a gothic nature to it. And it's funny. Like, it's meant to be funny. And I think for the most part, it actually works. And it's mm. one of the, the, the more enjoyable Fridays out there. Yeah, I reckon it's probably the best one. Bar Jason X, of course. <laughs> There'd be an argument to say part four is actually the best one. Yeah, I think six and four. Considering you get, you get the template almost spot on. Yeah, but one. for me it's six because of the, the humour. Yeah, it just adds something different. And I think by that stage Jason was getting stale. It's kind of sad that it wasn't a bigger hit because I think that would have been a nice... They could have curved off into something else. Mm. And part seven kind of went back to... Bog standard Jason sort of stuff. Yep. But that's my number three. What about you? Well, um, I don't actually have any of the Fridays. I'll just put out there. Ah, um, I thought about enough. it. I thought about it, and I do love those movies, but when it came down to the top three, I couldn't couldn't sneak one in there. The third one for me is Elm Street. Watch this. First one. The original, yes. Yeah, I tossed up between number three and this one. And three, in a lot of ways, is probably still my favourite. But when I go back to it, this one's... I mean, it's hard to go past where it all started and when Freddy was intent... You know, he was conceived as trying to be scary and yeah and of course you got the likes of Rod running around telling people yeah it's hard to hard to go past that one and it's probably still the one I would go back to first even even with part three especially after we watched past part three recently and found a couple more of the issues that sort of yeah have dated it a little bit a little bit more um, I still love part three and what it added to the mythology and the whole dream warriors concept and but I think part one is still the still the peak for me and it's the, I mean it's a twist on the on the slasher it's 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 one of the few in the 80s that came with like just a, a different idea that was a really good idea yeah and for me the Elm Street franchise is the one that I I'm kind of most disappointed with at this point in time because I would look back on that first one and I think, yeah, look at how great this, how tightly plotted and how well done this was. Mm. And now look at where we are. Yeah. 
And but yet still we have think, such a bigger sandbox to play in. And we, still, we that, well, that's the thing. I still think this one, this is the one with more legs than most of them. You know, you look what they did with Halloween recently, and you think surely someone's got a good idea floating around with Elm Street too, because it's got so much more of a. As you said, it's a sandbox. You can you can do so many things with it. Yeah. Um, and because you know Freddy's in the dream world. The kills are just so, you know, you've got so much scope there and so much imagination that can be put into it. Plus, it you know what? You can actually hire filmmakers who have a interesting palette and stuff because the dream world allows for interesting and weird stuff to go on. Mm. You don't have to hire less necessarily horror-style directors and stuff like that. And I think... Yeah. This one's just got so much going for it. And yeah, and the original is still genuinely scary. It's just really well done. Yep. Uh, and it's a very good film. My number two, this is this is a personal favorite. This is the one I put on most whenever right. I'm whenever I'm down, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be pepped up with a bit of mayhem and murder. My bloody Valentine. I was gonna say the original be, My Bloody Valentine. Valentine, doesn't it? It happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dancer, it'll happen to Trace. It's real. I, I, what I like about it is it's it's not teenagers. It's blue collar. I love the small town aesthetic they get. I love that shit. But what I also love about it is um, the remastered version they put out with the extra gore that had been missing that they hadn't that only recently come across, and it gives the film a bit more punch. Mm. Like it really watching it without it. It's still good, but it lacks that the burning or yeah. the prowler, you know, those ones that had that real real visceral gore. Yep. Then you get this and you realise, you know, it was really intended to be quite nasty and quite yeah. vicious and it does deliver there. So it it makes it I think a, a step better again. So I only I watched actually, it three or four months ago and loved it. I actually think the um, the minor is still one of the better looking yes. flashes too. Like the costume is very creepy and and there's a couple of really cool scenes like I really love the bit with the, the the couple in the in the mine the top of the mine and he goes to get beer and then the 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 miner suits start dropping down around her yeah and she's you know trying to get away out and she obviously runs straight into him and he impales her by the head on the shower I mean that stuff's gold like it really it really does work and I think it's one of the best slashes certainly one of the best um, after Friday the 13th well, after yeah. Friday the 13th had come out it was probably the best one to come out after it well look quite honestly My Bloody Valentine's probably a better movie than the first Friday yeah yeah it's just, well it'd the, be very close yeah. the, it's the, the you know Friday the 13th left more of that legacy and you know the, the little cottage industry that it became mm. <clears throat> but if I had to pick side by side I, like I've been a bit down on Friday and the first one in recent years mm. I'd probably watch My Bloody Valentine before that. So, And, uh, you know, quick share of the remake. I enjoyed the remake yeah, too. Yeah, the remake was a lot of fun. It was good fun. All right, number two for you, mate. Halloween. Halloween. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. So, as I said, no surprises. Like, for me, I've watched that movie so many times, but I would still go back to it yeah. in a heartbeat. There's still so many scenes that I've seen over and over that I just look at and still get a little bit of a chill. Not as much as you used to, but now you look at it and you appreciate the sort of craftsmanship of the whole thing. The whole thing being bathed in shadow and the way that they the way that they craft the scares is just it's still pretty much hasn't been matched. Yeah, in my mind, and, so. and I, I actually went back and watched it prior to watching the mm. the new one. Yep, and um, yeah, again I. The new one is a really good movie. Yeah. But even it couldn't quite capture that that sort of creepiness that the original sort of dropped. And it's still very difficult to surpass, I think. Yeah. And Michael, for me, is still the best aesthetic when it comes to the slashes. Like, you look at him and he kind of personifies exactly what they were going with, with that whole boogeyman aspect. That mask, the... the you know the Shatner mask with the eye holes and shit is just perfect. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, definitely easy one for me. Well, that segues into me because that's my number one. Yep. You can watch this a million times. I still think it has some power. 
even 40, 50 years later, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those classic films that I don't think will ever be forgotten, especially for horror fans. I could turn it on and be enthralled, whereas a lot of movies today, you'd whack them on, next thing you know, you'd be on your phone within minutes, you know. Yeah, you could turn it on any day and fire up the age-old debate, is there nipple or is there not? Like, <laughs> you know. yeah. that, that debate has been now, <laughs> now that I've got the Blu-ray box, has been fully handled. We've been through. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's ended. Yeah. Um, You're number one. Well, yeah, again, no surprises, Scream. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they'd watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. It's endlessly watchable. Like, the look of the killer, like the ghost face costume is excellent. I also like the ghost face is a bit of a clumsy. Yeah. Not, not clumsy, but, you know. He, he doesn't gets, hit the mark. He gets gone. nailed a couple of times. The, the well, phone, he gets a, a beer bottle to the testicles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> gets knocked over by the couch too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trips over the couch. And I think that, you know, the addition of the, the phone calls as well was just excellent. And it's one of the few that really nailed a whodunit twist kind of. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's been done a few times. Never for me as memorably as, as this one. Like when when the when the whole reveal came, you were just like, "Jeez, you know, I didn't see it coming." And even even people that did see part of it coming have been conditioned to not have expected the extra little kick that we got yeah. of um, of two of them. You know, so uh, yeah, and it also it was a it was a, a gateway for me as well, being one of the first movies that I got really kind of obsessed with almost I just mm. had to had to continue watching it and try to know more about it and so yeah that's my personal yeah look that no look that would definitely be a just outside my 3 if I had a couple if you know I had five we had five on the table that would definitely be in it the great thing about it I think is the the phone calls add that menace that was missing from a lot of slasher films as we got past the 80s yeah. early 80s where there was a glut of them where they'd kind of run the whole scare side of it out of it yeah. it was just basically an excuse to see people get killed we waited long enough for the screen to come back in there was there was plenty of violence and gore but there was also a bit of menace and the, the ending you're right they condition you to believe that the twist is him mm. is Billy but then the double whammy stew and I, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Yeah. And, and endlessly that's what's such quotable a great... too. Endlessly quotable. Yeah. Some real classic bits of work. Again, some humour in there. There's a couple of really good laughs. Yeah. I it's just... kind of sad again where this franchise ended up. Well, yeah. See, I'm still a big fan of part two. I still think part two is better than, better than it got credit for. Just to go uh, slightly off a tangent here. Just to go slightly off a tangent. I've watched them all. Mm-hmm. Two, I like two. Yeah. I'm with you. I like it. But the, you can start to see, for me personally, the last half hour you start to see the problems that begin cropping up in three and four. And that is, I mean, there's a couple of sequences. One in particular that I absolutely hate is the one where they're trying to get out of the cop car. Mm. It is just goes on forever. And it's like you, you got us the first time you should have let it go, but then they double up and do it again. And it's like, oh, my God, like, you know, I felt we were starting to see some of the issues. I do agree, though, that the ending of two makes more sense now. Well, it was better. It actually yeah, cuts it mustard kind of now. Before it's, good. it's time. Like I remember seeing that whole internet thing and thinking, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've, we live in an age where you know stuff like that has happened. Yeah, it actually so it, was, it, it holds more weight now than it did when it came yeah. out. Apart from some pretty over-the-top acting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Still not so sure about the mum either. That was... Uh, maybe it could have... I feel like if the script <coughs> hadn't been leaked, perhaps the ending would have been better. Yeah. Because they would have kept that internet angle and then come up with something that 
It might have held up a bit better. Yeah, like the leak didn't help because they then had to make changes yeah. that they probably didn't necessarily need no. or want. Yep. And I think it turned out that some of those similar problems happened in 3 and 4 mm. where they had behind-the-scenes issues and things like that. So I'm still not sure uh, that they could have been rescued. Oh, no. <laughs> so. no, 4, four was four the was... absolute pits. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. Like, it really was. And, and oh, I, I was like... It was trepidation when I was going in to see it. Yeah, yeah. I saw it with you. Yeah. It was, it was remember, worse than I, I expected. I, I vividly remember, fuck Bruce Willis, and we look at each yeah. other and go, oh, <laughs> oh, come <shit>. on. <laughs> oh, the whole thing was bad. The whole, Even the idea, which kind of had a bit of legs, about fame, you know, murder for fame. Yeah. That had a little bit of legs, but it was just so clumsily done. Yeah, yeah. I still think it should have been the whole class. That would have been cool. I think it should have been the whole class. If you're talking about, you know, people wanting to be famous and how many people, fucking, if you're making a comment on how many people get caught up with that, I thought it would have been, would have been a cool way to go. But yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> the whole movie was, as you said, it's the like tangent there. But yeah, yeah, like that was not a good film. All right, now worst. 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 So we've, now, I think we've gone a little bit different here. Oh, sorry, hang on. One, we'll, before we get to worst, I have one other honourable honourable mention. Yeah. I wouldn't put it in my top five. Yeah. But I actually really enjoy the remake of Sorority Row. Yeah. I think it's actually really good. It would be nowhere near my top five, but I, I feel like it didn't get enough. Yeah, it didn't uh, get enough either, love. Because it was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it, it, it had moments that I really liked. And mm. I think that Especially they, in a period where we weren't getting very many... We were getting, yeah, we were getting some pretty things. average stuff then. So, yeah, I, I have a bit of a soft spot for that. Hmm. All right, so worst. Worst. You've gone in a totally different direction because well, I plumbed you the depths. Because you plumbed the depths, whereas I felt like if we plumbed the depths, it's hard, hard to just pick one of the real stickers. The reason why I've plumbed this one is because I remember getting this in the video store years and years back. I saw it, it was, I, I read the back, it told me it was a slasher flick. I thought, right. Yeah, I haven't seen a slasher movie for a while. I'll give it a go. It was called Bloody Murder. And it was basically Friday the 13th, made in 2000. And I remember putting it on, and about 10 minutes in, I was just sitting there going, like, is this like a school group that sort of got together and somehow this got released? It was about 70 minutes long. It had the kind of gore where someone gets their throat cut and, and like, there's a red line that goes... Across the across the throat, that's it. And yep. I was kind of like, oh my god, and I forced my way through the picture, mm. and then I, I never wanted to hear or speak about it again. <laughs> then of course I mentioned worst slasher movies, and I thought, oh, bloody murder! I remember that. <laughs> so yeah, I plumbed the depths. Yeah, it was look, just a nightmare. So the way that I went with this is that. I mean, there's been so many. Of, there's been so many bloody murders <laughs> over the over the journey. Yeah. So my the way that I went with it is, I went with one that still gets a lot, a bit of buzz that I just cannot, I cannot, cannot get on cop. board with. It's Mad Men. What is it, baby? What's wrong? I feel I saw something horrible. It was big and huge and dark. I, I don't see know. For myself. You want to wait here or come with me? Why can't we go back to the office? What good is that? Let's find out for sure what you saw, if anything at all, okay? Yeah. <laughs> even, even, even today, I was looking at a list of, you know, the top 25 slashes and Mad Men's on there. And I was just, I was, I couldn't believe it. You I was were fuming. Like, I was fuming because it's, I mean, it wouldn't be a stretch to call the movie, buddy, inept. <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, look. They were saying, they were saying our... oh, look, it's got this lovely blue hue to it. But I don't give a shit. If it's a terrible movie, I don't care what it... You know, oh, yeah, you've, you've filmed... A, you've lensed a few nice shots there, but it's unwatchable garbage. <laughs> yeah, what you've lensed on the screen is just pure shit. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, look, honestly, if you listen back to our Mad, Mad Men... Episode, you'll realise that I don't like the picture <laughs> no. at all either. Yeah, I mean, see, I've, I don't, I can't recall. I don't think I've ever given anything zero. Maybe I have, but I think I even gave Madman half a star just for the effort of making a movie. It is, but I couldn't give it any more than that. I didn't. Give I it gave it half a star because you turned up and you did the work, basically. 
So you had some pages. <laughs> yeah. you, you punched it out. Um, but just even just the other day, it's probably at the forefront of my mind because I've read about a remake. Oh, fuck. You know, I'll see it. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't know why Madman kind of hangs around. In I these think it's because of- it kind of... It was the early... It was 81, I think, so it wasn't too far after Friday. It basically stuck to that Friday template. It was almost identical in its setup. Yeah. But to me, Madman was a buffoon. <laughs> like, it was just a big buffoon. He was a buffoon. There was five-minute spa scenes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just, uh, including some pretty ropey uh, love songs. Remember when they're, having a, they're at the campfire too and they hurl a rock? And it yeah. seems to smash Madman's window. It flies like, like 400 metres. Yeah, like, it's just... I'd, Everything about the movie just sank to high heaven. They let that bloke who's an absolute asshole who's throwing the rocks and abusing people, he survives. <laughs> he is murder number one for me. Yep. Yeah, oh, look, word of a remake, I don't understand. I think it's just kind of got a cult following. Yeah, it does, but this is the thing. I just I don't understand it. Considering- I, could, look, I could be... I could be out of my own here, I could be on an island with Madman, but I just can't see the. I, I cannot see the appeal. Well, put it this way: I think it gets more. It gets more buzz than a the the Prowler or something like that, which is definitely yeah. a better movie. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no question. <laughs> like the fact that Tom Savini's there—that's <laughs> enough. Exactly. <laughs> Even if the movie's pure garbage, it makes no sense. Yeah, because when Tom Savini's turning up, the movie's got a lovely red hue to it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand the. I, I too don't understand the, the kind of the love for Madman. I'll throw another honourable mention at you, after we watched it and did a podcast. I don't hate this film. There's a fair bit of love for I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I don't quite... <laughs> after re-watching it, I think it doesn't stand up yeah, to that. Um, I've still got a soft spot for it, but more because of the period of time when it was out. Yeah, the 90s after and, Scream. And, um, but, yeah, it, it's... It didn't it, stand problems, up. Problems. Like, it's one thing to say, I still know what you did last summer, stupid, but it, at least... At least it had Jack Black making yeah, me laugh. Well, it had a few laughs and stuff, and it didn't take itself as seriously. I think the problem with I Know What You Did Last Summer is it takes itself super seriously, but it do, it's got a lot of holes. So once you start looking at it and go, well, they're taking this seriously, it's a lot of holes. so a lot stupid. Of holes. I, still can't, I still can't understand Ryan Phillippe um, telling <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Gellar, you look like shit, you look like shit. yeah. Oh. That is never true <laughs> with a pair of women like that. Still pissed from a year ago. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right, let's get into our fa- a couple of favourites here. First thing we'll do is talk about Final Girls. Yeah. Right? My favourite Final Girl is Ginny from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Mm-hmm. Personal favourite. She's actually got a brain. She's tough. She's she has a crack at Jason and you know gives it right to him. There's a whole thing at the end involving the psychology and putting on the uh, Mrs. Voorhees a sweater and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think that stuff was awesome. And I thought Amy Steele was a really good choice. Like, she yeah, actually she does was. a really good job. And so she's, like, to me, I'd love to see, you know, if there was a Friday where they sort of brought people back, her character would be a great one to see again. Mm. And, in fact, I believe they were going to in part three. But she balked on yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah, as soon as you ask for a little bit more, nah, <laughs> we can work without you. That's how We're they used scale. to operate. Um, yeah, look, I um, I had a big turnaround on part two. I, I, there was a, there was a quite <laughs> a while where I didn't it. like it. Yeah, oh, that, but now, I, yeah, I feel it's I'm the same. I've, I think she's fantastic, and the last couple of times I've watched it, I've enjoyed it because yeah, it was a lot of like because. I thought it was down the bottom of the pile, but it's it's right up there. Yeah. It's one of the better ones. And there was always a lot of shit flying around back in that early 80s period from the critics and that, obviously, who didn't like slasher flicks. And they were always saying that the final curls are dumb, they do the wrong thing, they run the wrong way. And in some cases, yes, that, that occurs yep. in these films. Um, and, and you kind of have to go with it. It's kind of part of the... It's part of the... the what you should expect from your slasher flicks. But what I liked about it too is that didn't happen. 
Like she, she, she went away from some of that stuff. Yeah. And I really liked that. Yeah. And I thought that she was probably the best of the franchise, no doubt. And to me personally, the best, the best final girl, uh, apart from probably Laurie Strode. Yeah. Well, that was uh, segueing into mine. That was that was mine. Mm. Mainly because now there's been a couple of different iterations of it. Like yeah. the first one obviously holds a holds a special place because the movie was so good. But now you've got the even the last the last one that we just saw was a really good portrayal of mm. Laurie Strode again. And I actually so. think she um, good kudos for H2O as H2O well. H2O I thought yeah, she yeah. was that was another it was a slightly different variation again. Yep. You know? Yeah, I think because you've got... You what know, about Resurrection, though? Uh, <laughs> because we, we, we've got years to go with now. We've got we've yeah. got some depth to run with. The other one for me was was um, Sydney. Again, it's part, part and parcel of what Scream was, but she was supposed to be the antithesis of all that. She wasn't yeah. a, a ditz. She was saying, you know, you, yeah. the chick's always running down the stairs. Yeah, or, Running up the stairs when she should be, should be heading out the front door and that sort of thing, and she was tough as well. Yeah. Like, so I was I was a big fan of of Nev Campbell in yes in that one. So it was probably a, that was a toss up. If it hadn't if it hadn't have been for the you know the extra sort of entries that Laurie Strode's got, and being able to you know go watch the first one and then now watch a new one forty years later yeah. and see the character kind of reinterpreted again in a really really good fashion. Probably would have been a probably would have been a tough call, but it's got to be. Well, Laurie's got a bigger arc. Yeah, like there's more. There's years of of things that they they, you know, they thought about and they were able to bring back. Mm. Sydney's period was over a very short period. Yeah, and and in in a way, like they felt a little bit the same. And three and four, uh, and, and they brought it back for four, but I don't. I, she didn't even feel like the yeah the, the, the protagonist in that one. No, um, that one kind of had some issues and, and, and it kind of this whole conversation segues into my worst <laughs> my least favourite is Gail Weathers mm. because as those movies went along she was integral to the first one and I appreciate what um, and I'm certainly not knocking Courtney Cox I think Courtney Cox is fine like her performance is fine but the fact is she became irrelevant was and she a, a final girl? Or just well, she always survived, I guess. I'm going yeah. by the fact that she never... She was always at the end. She wasn't... In, in, in the case of Scream, Sydney was probably your final girl. Yeah. But Gail Weathers was always there. Yep. And she became superfluous. And I just kept thinking, wouldn't you have killed her in three? Like, wouldn't that have been the kicker at the start? Yeah. Killed Gail and Dewey? That brings Sydney out of hiding? But you kill Cotton Weary and you leave these two fucking idiots <laughs> walking around surviving. Yeah. It made no sense. And then they rock roll her out in four. And I believe there's a sequence in four where she gets attacked. And I'm, and they kind of leave it on a cliffhanger that she might be dead. Mm. And she's not fucking dead. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is ridiculous, you know. Like, she has brought nothing to these last couple of films. Yeah. So I... She's not a favourite of mine, and it's got nothing to do again with the actress or the the performance. It's just that the character seems useless. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Where are you going? going on well, the, on it's fun, worst. again, funnily enough, if you're talking about useless characters, it's um, Dewey is is equally as, <laughs> like I, I really enjoyed him in the first one to a point in the second one, but three and four, it's like, what are we doing? Like what? And that's why I'm saying, I always felt uh, after rewatching three, your your opening sting was to kill Gail and Dewey, yeah, and to bring Sydney out of hiding because of those deaths. Whereas you bring Sydney out of hiding over the death of Cotton Weary, mm. she probably couldn't have given her rats. No, that's exactly right. You know, so. it didn't make sense, and it was because the series kept trying to cling to these characters oh you love these guys but yeah, we don't we did love them but the usefulness <laughs> now is probably in as you said um, getting a bit of mileage out of getting rid of one of them yeah and, and it would have been a nice way to, to sort of 
Because remember how three kept having the all bets are off, the mm. rules? All yeah, bets yeah. are off, but yet they're not. The, yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> right. Never off. All bets are off, but these guys are going to yeah, yeah. hang around. So that would have that would have hit that mark. Yeah, All exactly. bets are off. Yep. Characters that we loved from the first two films are dead. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they did with Randy. Well, yes. Randy should have been the one to go a bit longer, I think, because that was his whole purpose. But anyway, like... Let's get away from that. Yeah. Um, if we're going with Final Girls, it's funny you mentioned I know what you did last summer because... Uh, That's where you're <laughs> Julie James. <laughs> yeah. She's there. She's window dressing. Yeah. Essentially. Somewhat. The other one that, that piqued my interest was uh, <laughs> Prom Night, the remake. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that was a whole <laughs> that was a package whole mess. of characters yeah, who shouldn't have a, been in it. Yeah, that was a whole mess oh, altogether. Look, honestly, that's probably in my worst slashes too. Yeah, but... I um, forgot about that. Julie's, Julie's just... I don't know. She just wanders around from situation to situation that I feel like the whole movie I was thinking, she shouldn't have been... I would have done something else. I wouldn't have come back to town. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, I would have stuck to my guns when, you know, we're having a, having a blue with... Bullhead Brian for leaf yeah. about but we need to cover this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no thanks. No, no, no I'm good. <laughs> no, no, I would have gone, yeah, yeah, we're covering yeah, it we're up. We're covering it up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight <laughs> on the bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, she was a she was a pretty bad one. Again, I said, you know, I've got a fondness for this movie and I still do, but the the, the warts are showing at, at this point. Um, oh yeah, it's got it's like a witch, it's got a gigantic <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, she kind of doesn't do a lot. I guess the film doesn't really allow her to do much. No. Like, it's kind of like the movie doesn't spring into action. Like, in some of the older slasher films, for me, there was always that chase yeah. that occurred. Yep. yep. It was killer v final protagonist, and the chase usually went for 10 or 15 minutes where they kind of cat and mouse each other and chased each other around. I know it's the last summer surprisingly doesn't have a lot of that mm. it's kind of like they they stick that in the last five minutes yeah and Ray's involved too so it doesn't really it doesn't it's not just her on her own mm. that doesn't help Freddie <laughs> <laughs> <Brady> Prince <laughs> got a bit of, <laughs> bloke, I got a bit of time for the man but yeah. as an actor he's yeah. Um, yeah and it didn't come off well in that that particular film no. alright favourite characters Favourites. Favourite character. You know what? <laughs> I've got two. Yeah. Uh, Demon. Yeah. From Friday 5. Yeah. the damage of ladders. Funnily enough, that's mine he too. Is, <laughs> he is in the movie for what? Five minutes? Five minutes tops. It's comic genius. <laughs> he is. It's brilliant. The guys, it's the best part of part five. It's, it's hard it's The guy's got sweet personality. He's <laughs> cheery and singing songs. The next thing you know, he's telling you he's going to knock you <laughs> Knock your head off. <laughs> yeah, he's a loose cannon. He brings a full buffet dinner with him in the back of his van. <laughs> Some of which we can't be sure has, um, hasn't been in the van for two weeks already. <laughs> I feel a lot better when I'm out of here. This shit box is gross. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, I'll have an egg roll. Oh, <laughs> tastes like plastic. <laughs> Rubber. <laughs> yeah, like... The, but Demon is the best thing about Friday Five. yeah. I mean, I have a real, pro- I, I have a real dislike for Friday Five. I have problems. I made also. that, <laughs> I made that perfectly clear in our SmackDown, yeah. and I didn't like it because it was too generic. It was too much of a, an exact carbon copy of what you were hoping for. Yeah. But yet, with no characterizations, nothing. Demon, on the other hand, in that five minutes, is more of a, a more. Detailed character, <laughs> yeah. Than some of the others, we know he's got. He seems to have a case of irritable bowel syndrome or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. Look, uh, what people forget <laughs> is the pathos involved. He's got ideas. The death of the bloke and the pain that he goes through when he's sitting on the toilet, <laughs> passing those damage. Think about this. Think about how he must feel. He has got a serious. <laughs> <laughs> of IBS, and then some bastard comes along and kills him yeah. in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even give him a chance. Think about it. It's, it's come full circle on him. <laughs> <laughs> just like those. It's repeating on him, just like the bloody enchiladas. Yeah. 
I can't I cannot help myself though. Sometimes quite honestly, sometimes I'm walking to the toilet and I'm singing to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All because of this bloke. <laughs> well, what people forget is in the in his character development, that's how he loosened his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me some. Give me a few minutes, love. <laughs> hey, um, he's good fun. And strangely enough, even though I ripped the shit out of him when we we covered, I still know she did last summer. Jack Black always gets it right. Yeah. Titus. Yeah. Very much. What's up? Everybody needs something. What about the ladies, the sweet young ladies? Is there anything I can do? Once you get the last time, it was. Yeah, the, the the most enjoyable parts of the movie was when he was. In. Yeah, that's right. And he again, another character that. Spends maybe five or ten minutes. He might get a little bit more time on screen than Demon does. He has no explosive diarrhea at all in that time. But he has more... He gets more sort of giggles and gets more... You enjoy seeing him around... Yeah. ...than the rest of the characters in the film. So yep. I, always, I always get a laugh out of him. Yes. Fair enough. Worst characters. Worst characters. Oof. This was easy, easy for me. Oof. Yeah, well, I've got it. I, I might be on the same oh. track. Because <laughs> I, I'll let you go first. I'll let you continue. On. Junior from Friday Five. Yeah, well, absolute just, penis. I've actually gone um, him and his mother. <laughs> both get double banger on them. Yeah, they get the. Uh, <laughs> I feel I couldn't separate them. They, they both got the the gong. Say it like you mean it, Ma. Would you shut the fuck up? They were dreadful. Junior's I just don't understand it. Like, again, part five, my biggest problem with part five is it just didn't feel like there was any connective tissue between these sequences where people killed it, got killed. Yeah. That was all it was. It was like these little tiny five-minute death scenes and then they were all just shoveled in next to each other. Yeah. So you didn't know Junior from a bar of soap other than that he sat at the table and ate fucking swill <laughs> that his mum was cooking up. And that you guaranteed is going to contribute to Crystal Lake's much publicised bloody dysentery problems. <laughs> Wait, if him and Harold ever got together, it's a fucking nuclear explosion of... <laughs> A bacteria. I can tell you now, mate. Uh, and guaranteed, Junior didn't wipe either. So, <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I expect, you know, when you watch a Friday film, you expect to stretch reality a little bit. But when you see a bloke get upset <laughs> and, and respond to those emotions by jumping on his motorbike and doing laps around his house, screaming like an idiot... I was, you know, it stretched it a little look, bit too far for me. I'm sitting look, there going, okay, so they wanted they wanted to lop his head off while he's riding a bike, but we couldn't figure out a better way to do it than this. Than the fact that he's right around going, he hurt me. <laughs> I mean, I, death could not come quickly enough. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> Like, See, Friday Five's got a couple of contenders. The greasers, <laughs> the, 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 the bloke with the chocolate bar, the <laughs> Joey, Joey, who, the chick doing the robot. You, you know, if you um, you know, delve into Crystal Lake memories, believes he got the part for his nuanced portrayal of <laughs> mental difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> He has got to be taking the piss. <laughs> he has to be. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Five's also got that bloke who rocks up outside the the diner with the cocaine and stuff. Now, voila! That's what he does for fucking five. Before he gets an axe, he gets an axe in the back of his head. Oh, shit. <laughs> And of course, it's he also got the, the eyeballs. Nick gets his head belted in the back. It's also got the fucking drifted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> probably not around. He's not around long enough to qualify. Yeah, he's an extra. He's not a character. He's just one of the most baffling kind of, you know, baffling instances of someone popping up to get to get killed. <laughs> on a tangent too. He's <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I actually listened back to our SmackDown episode. I have a question that I didn't pose during that period. Is nymphomania considered a mental health problem? <laughs> because well, it's nymphomania. I know. Isn't it? Like, obviously. <laughs> so you'd probably go to a niche clinic for that one. <laughs> You probably wouldn't be just, you know, lumped in with... Yeah, look, it's a 30-day 30 30 outpatient program. you right now, it's not happening in fucking... Where was it again? Yeah. Under the Institute of Mental Health. Oh, Down yeah. by beautiful Crystal Lake. Oh, I don't know. Obviously, the Department of Health is, uh, you know, going through the case file, case loads and thinking, oh, we've got a couple of nymphomaniacs, where do we put them? Oh, you better chuck them into that uh, nice little facility down by the lake. You know, the one with the people that have the um, tendency to attack other people with axes and things like that. <laughs> You've got this health department sitting there and they've got a pile for the Hunger Institute, they've got a pile for that fucking place where Herbert West does his, his experiments. He's Catonic <laughs> University. <laughs> Two nymphos, what do we do? Miskatonic or <laughs> no, 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 we don't need them lobotomised. <laughs> they might last a weekend or two. <laughs> I hear there's a serial killer on the loose over there. <laughs> don't worry about it, mate, it's okay. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, that was a tangent, but yeah, fucking Parfile's got five or six bikes who would easily make the worst character list. Oh, and obviously, going by the tropes, if sex equals death, <laughs> they never stood a chance. <laughs> Parent infos as soon as they turned up on screen. Yeah, <laughs> they're gone. Because yeah, their infos are basically killed on sight. <laughs> like everyone else in part five. <laughs> We get, you know, we get these deep introductions to all the, all the characters before they're wiped out. It's very amusing the juxtaposition between the fact that Demon's our favourite character and all these other wankers are all on the negative list. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. All right. Okay. I think the, the, the last thing we'll cover is our favourite kill from a slash of picture. My personal favourite? Partially because it's... It's 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 verging on the ridiculous, but not quite. And it is the medical hacksaw across the throat, then twists his neck around in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Right, absolutely awesome. It look it just looks great the way they do it, and it's it's kind of grotesque. It shows that Jason's super strong. It's fucking ridiculous. But yeah. It's not too ridiculous. Not, we're not punching people's hearts out. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're close, but we're not no, punching not anyone's heart out. And I just love it. I think it looks great. Yep. And it's really well shot, too, the way they kind of cut away after he gets slashed and they cut to him back back to front. I think he's got his clothes on back to front. Yeah, yeah. Very um, cool. I ended up going for a Freddy one. Because, not the, you know, obviously there's some absolutely ridiculous ones, but... When they get it right, I think it's it's It'll hard to top. Yeah, the, the Freddy ones are always so memorable. So I went with the veins from part three. Ah, yes. And obviously <clears> we, you know, we uh, cover the part of how, how he walks through a door, <laughs> which doesn't really uh, doesn't really stand up. He should have been in Miskatonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a fair assessment. But if you take like just the whole sequence from when the little doll falls off the wall and then yeah, and its face goes. Yeah, just like the imagination of of taking his interest to that kind of extreme when he when he gets killed, I thought it was. Yeah, it's one of those. It's it's Freddy at his peak. Yes, for mine. Um, uh, honorable mention to Johnny Depp being turned into fucking just just blood. Into, yeah, exactly. I also my honorable mention was also the the bloody frozen face in Jason That's X. Next. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. yes, Jason X. Had a few great pleasures. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, few but, and far between. But that bit was really cool. Yeah. And I think we talked about it when we covered it, was that they didn't use that stuff enough. Like, no. that was cool because yeah. it was a kind of futuristic. It brought Jason into doing something that he not, you know, it wasn't just knife or slash. It was yeah. it was an interesting way of doing it. That's where it should have been. It should have been more like yeah, that. Yeah, and it didn't do that, but that kill is actually kind of cool. Yeah. And I do also have a soft spot for Julius getting his head punched off. Oh, <laughs> massive. I just think that's kind of, you know, it's kind of ironic about it's... how he punches the buggery out of him and then just gives up at the last minute before yeah. he 
and gets his head punched off, and then it lands in the bin. Yeah. The least favourite kill. There's a few. Death by computer game. Freddy's dead. We the talked. It, we said this was the lowest ebb of Freddy Krueger. So it's the conundrum that is Freddy Krueger, isn't it? My favourite kill is a Freddy one, but my least favourite is going to be a Freddy one as well. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah. It's not, um, it's not fucking Super Freddy, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was actually, yeah. It was, I, I was tossing up between the video game or Super Freddy. Oh, Super Freddy. Because Everything just, about that was stupid. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know how you put that together and think there's going to be an ounce of fucking scare in there when mm. you put the Super Freddy one together. You know, it's such a fine line because the, the marionette one could have been on a similar track, but it's just done so much better than Super well, Freddy the video Super game. Well, the problem with Super Freddy 2 is I, I kind of... All, I, I didn't have a problem with the idea of him getting sucked into the comic book. Like, that stuff's... That's kind of what Freddy was built on for me is take me into a world that's different in the dream world and that was yeah. kind of what it was supposed to be but they just it was butchered because they had to try and go for this kind of heroic thing and then you know they have him get slashed and you see him as a comic book character like it was just dumb yeah and that's the thing you've got to be you've got to you've got to come up with solid ideas on how to how to make that stuff scary and the idea was just oh let's pull him into a comic book that'll be cool but then it just it, for whatever reason it was supposed to be comedic or, or like I think that Freddie had obviously <laughs> hit that point by then and they were trying to get a bit of laugh in there as well but Jesus but that's, the, that, that's, the, that's the fine line for Freddie entirely isn't it yeah he has the best upside in terms of being in dreams has gives you this kind of open world to play with but it can also get fucked up real bad yeah and Freddie's got some real shit in the canon because Michael and Jason stay right in the wheelhouse, mostly, unless, you know, there's well, a cold involved, there's some well. sort of cold <laughs> involved, but they stay in a wheelhouse as to what you would expect. Again. Yeah. It's just differing levels of that. So, which is why, to me, which is why Freddy hits hits the extremes, because yeah. he, he gives you something different. He goes right up here and then he... But then when it, when it goes pear-shaped, it goes very, very badly for Freddy. Yes, definitely. Mm. Now, before we finish off, what is your preferred slasher movie franchise? What do you oh. prefer to see? It's tough because it sort of changes. Like, there was a stretch there where for almost 12 months I was, I was going through Fridays like you wouldn't believe. I was going back to them. I was watching the chapters on Crystal Lake Memories. Yeah, and then watching the And film. then watching the film again and... Um, I did the same with I did the same with Never Sleep Again and Elm Street prior to that, and but I always end up going back to Halloween. And I think now that we've got another really good entry into that series, it's probably got the ones that I could go back to most. Yeah, like I would go back to I go back to one, two, four, H two O, and the new one. Yeah, pretty consistently, you know, and even the duds. I mean, number six. <laughs> I'm still trying to work. I'm still trying to work out what's going on in that movie, in either cut. Yeah. So, but I always knows. end up going back to Halloween. Nobody knows. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a Friday guy. I mm. think it's just because you know what you're going to get. Jason's, I think, it's in some ways more iconic than Michael. Yeah. He's more well known. See, um, I th- my thing f- is, I feel Michael's the more iconic one because. He's never reached the the humorous. Yes, so, like they've, they've always tried to play it straight, always. But to me, that's that's part of the enjoyment in the Friday the Thirteenth series that I can't get from Halloween. Yeah, is some of those entries like Part Six, and even the ones like Jason X that are dumb and don't work as well as something like Part Six. I can still watch that and get a few laughs out of yeah. it and get a bit of enjoyment out no, of it. I just think Friday sticks to its. It's formula, and when it's done well, it's done really well, and then you get a thrown a curveball like a six, which takes the, the, the template and goes a little bit off, off script with it. 
and it's really you, enjoyable. What about when you get a curveball that involves shaving your victims and things like that? That stuff's too far. <laughs> oh, look, that's a curveball I won't hit. <laughs> you know, hot dogs and donuts. <laughs> yeah, that, I still don't understand that. <laughs> but even part five, which I have a, a dislike for, I mean, we've just cut it up and, and laughed heartily. And so I get, I, I kind of, I guess I come back to it because I also think Friday was a big part of my youth. Yeah. Like, there was a big thing going on when I was in high school, who can watch all the Friday the 13th? Yeah. You know, who can get to them all first? And you just, you went to high I school got with there. a collection of absolute fucking idiots, obviously. <laughs> 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 Sounds like you went to, you I were fucking I, studying at the younger institute. I, I think, um, no, I'd recently been lobotomised. Miss <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I thought that was going on. It was just me. <laughs> <laughs> you were challenging yourself. But I had a, had a big love for Friday back then. Yeah. And I think that's sort of, that's always brings me back to it. I've got nothing against the Halloween franchise and I've got nothing against Nightmare. I've, I Probably the least one I'll least go back to is Nightmare, strangely enough. Yeah. Even though I feel it's got more room. Yep. It just some of that stuff like doesn't have as many good entries. Four, five, six. Uh, that's a slow. They are just <laughs> terrible. No, not terrible, but like four's got its moments. Actually, I think four's got its moments. Yeah. But there's just a lot of baggage to those three, and yep. six is such a like six, six is, is the worst of any of the franchises. Six is terrible. So I have a hard time going back to Freddy. I think yeah. I think that's probably fair enough. But again, it's, you know, it's splitting hairs. Yeah. You go back to any of them any time, really. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, a bit of a tangent again. I think if if there's another remake coming out, which I think on the on the back of Halloween, there's got to be something brewing. Hmm. I think Freddy's the one I'd like to see again. Yeah. Because I just, as I said, it's, it's, it just feels like there's, there's so much you can do with it, especially if you get a... a a filmmaker that's got a really good idea and you let him go to town with it, you know. Yeah. I agree. <coughs> well, like Candyman's the next one. I know, I heard that. Which is... Oh, which is actually a pretty good yeah, idea. Jordan Peele involved Although producing. I, I mean, the original Candyman's really good. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so... I actually had a soft spot for the... For the sequel? No, I don't know whether it was the sequel or... Or the third one. sequel. The third one was the one with bloody uh, Donna Derrick, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah no, it wasn't Is that, that one. Like had a soft spot for <laughs> the second one, I had a soft spot for that for some reason. Yeah, well, it was still somewhere in that wheelhouse of the first one. So yeah, they they had a. Bit I bet of if I watched it now, I'd, I'd think it was terrible. But that'll do us for rating the slasher, the slashes. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and we're on Instagram at, at thrillmepodcastau next episode we still haven't worked that out we've been you know in between houses mm. there's plenty of love online for your um, on Instagram just quietly for your your collection yeah stuff some of the things we uncovered couple during of things your move. I unearthed during my move um, yeah there's a bit of love for that stuff so yeah. and there'll be a bit more coming out on Instagram as well we've got a, we found a few more little Bibs and bobs that are quite good, so mm. we'll get them out. We keep your eye on Facebook. We'll um, we'll decide on what we're going to do. We're coming into the Christmas season, so I think we should do better. Watch out. That's locked in, mate. Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of Blu-ray copies yeah. there ready to go. Yeah, I've got a copy as well. So we I've been waiting it. for that one since last last Christmas. So that'll definitely be on the slate, but there'll be a couple more coming somewhere in between. So until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.